we are starting. We are live. Hello, Hello. everybody. Welcome to the 11th episode of season two of Brunches and Dragons. Who knew that we had so much things to talk about with brunch and D&D? It's pretty shocking. And there's a third season. We were just discussing what to do for that. Yeah. One. So get yeah. ready, guys. There's get excited. <laughs> it's never more ending. to come. It's never ending. Um, today's episode is brought to you by the drink of the day, which is Turn Undead. Ooh. Ooh. So stay tuned for after the break, and we will teach you how to make this drink so that you can enjoy it it's when you re-listen to this podcast later. And look, I actually made the right drink for today. Episode hey. 11, and I've finally done it. Hey, I don't have Katie it. to rely on for making the drinks fabulously. I have to learn to do them myself. Hey, you got it. Yours is <laughs> better looking than mine. Mine well, turned out a little. Glass. Um, Mike's uh, sister in law, every Christmas, she gets us the best freaking presents ever. Yeah. Uh, and she got us these stemless, iridescent wine glasses or flutes or whatever so it definitely looks very priestly uh-huh. or priestly because that's 20 you're a priest if you can turn undead or yeah cleric uh cleric palatin probably mm. maybe can do some of that yeah later in later hey. editions <laughs> later I just had editions. another brilliant idea and i'm gonna say it here so it's recorded so we won't forget okay. it instead of horoscopes we could do like horoscopes for the different classes Oh my gosh. Yes. Because, I mean, we did that one with, like, what they would drink, what their brunch drinks, their brunch meals and their uh, brunch drinks would be. So, yeah, we can, you can tell your, you can, you can tell a lot by a person by what they, their favorite uh, D&D class is. Yeah. Psychoanalysis. All right. So, yeah. Remember, each start of each episode, we'll do a different class. Yeah. Next, next time, y'all, or next season. season. We're going to dig into your psyche, guys, based on how you D&D. Well, I'm Katie Banks. I'm Sammy Stark. Today, we're going to split the party. No! Split the party! Split the party! (laughs) Except for today. Yeah. I will say every single D&D group I've ever played in, we always end up splitting the party. Yeah. At least least in the same town, you know? Mm, Yeah. 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 Whoops! Uh, sorry, our dungeon masters or whatever luck. your preferred name is. Just hmm, whoops about it. Um, so just remember, uh, we are now streaming bi-weekly uh, for Sunday brunch. Sam will tell you where you can tune in if you're not listening live now. It is uh, twitch.tv backslash zero bandersnatch zero. Nice. And you should still be able to listen to our podcast via our website, Spotify, or iTunes as well. We usually release um, around Thursday. Sometimes it's a little before, sometimes it's a little after the week after we uh, stream live. So you can stay tuned to our website, our Instagram accounts, um, maybe Sam's TikTok account Uh, uh, for more updates. I. Maybe not. I should post on TikTok, but I I have 30,000 views on that one video, and I feel like if I post anything else, it has to be equally as spectacular. So, um... (laughs) I understand. I'll post it. Okay, well, maybe not. Don't... You can go there and watch her really cool video that she has now, 
And then maybe she'll do some brunches and dragons. But for now, at least you can get on our website or our yeah. Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Katie's much more responsible than I am about posting on social media. I'm kind of a, a dunderhead when it comes to social media stuff. So. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I think we all are. We're millennials. You can't, can't really blame us. Uh, we're, we know it. We use it. We use it more than, um. Younger millennials, younger millennials, a lot of our friends who are young millennials, like uh, Dylan and, and Mike, they don't use email or social media. So they're like moved, young millennials kind of moved away from it. They so, use things like, uh, like they don't use Twitter or Facebook or email. They use specifically like Snapchat and Instagram. Though I don't think Dylan has either. He, he has an Instagram, but I don't think he uses it. Yeah. But, I, they, but they use more like Reddit. Mm-hmm. Twitch, they yeah. they like watch things on Twitch. They Discord, I think. Mm-hmm. But anywho, but anywho, there's a there's social media out there for everybody. We're not yeah. on all of them though. But. Right, bring back MySpace. No. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I loved MySpace. I, I did love MySpace. I miss being able to do like the fun like colors and music and whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I wish the top eight. Mine. Yeah, was it the top eight? Your top yeah. top ten friends, and it was always Tom was always number one. <laughs> Poor Tom. Uh, and if you move people around on that, you are in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. So, for anywho, more... we're showing our we're showing our age. Yeah, we're not old. Uh, for more information on who we are and why we're doing this podcast, you should listen to episode zero, or check out our website at brunches and dragons dot com, or follow us on Instagram at two brunch dragons. Ah. If you have questions, comment. Or episode ideas, or you just want to talk with to us, you can email us at brunches.dragons at gmail.com. You can fill out the contact us on our website, or if you're watching live, you can comment in the chat box. Yes, which I'm paying attention to on my phone because I don't, my laptop's in the other room because I forgot about it this morning. Sorry. Hey, no worries. No worries, girl. All right. Well, so today, guys, like we said, we're going to be talking about splitting the party. And in the world of RPGs, finding the perfect D&D group is as rare and magical as, say, if someone was to try to find or finally find Blackbeard's treasure, which is like, um, you know, the one of the most famous treasures, lost treasures of the world that people continue to hunt for, haven't been able to find. So, hey, Katie. Yeah. Why... Why can pirates only, uh, or why can pirates not do their ABCs? I don't know. Because they get lost at sea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that jokes are my favorite. Don't ever be sorry for that joke. I thought you were going to say something with arg. That's, yeah, Leslie responded with R because they can only do their R's. And Alex is like, man, that's brilliant. But. Yeah. yeah, so there's two answers, yeah, two which answers. is very piratey, yeah. you know, it's very, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But, so finding your, uh, your, your, your favorite, your, your magical group is like, say, if you could find that magical treasure. As we know, countless treasure hunters um, continue to try to get their hands on that treasure. So when you finally find that perfect D&D group, it's important to, important to work towards maintaining it. Um, to be honest, the hard truth is that finding a great group requires some, some good luck and some hard work on top of it. Once you have that good luck, we've been really lucky because we've surrounded our people, our, ourselves with people who have very similar interests with us. Um, and 
obviously, me and Sam <laughs> continue to talk every single day of our love of the game. So the people in our lives know how important this game is to us, how much we love it, and how passionate we are about it. So we have been very lucky um, ourselves in that we have really hit gold and found ourselves a really great game and several really great games, and a really great group of people in those games, because most of our games are the same people. Mm -hmm. So, um, sadly, though, things change. As adults, we often find ourselves looking for new jobs, wanting to be closer to family, or looking for a any kind of change. Maybe we've had a bad breakup, and so instead of cutting your hair, you want to move away. Um, and that often can mean moving towns and moving away from the wonderful D&D family that you have found. But that doesn't mean the game has to end. But does that mean that the game has to end, Sam? Does, does it? not. Our answer Whoa. is no. Nice. <sighs> Thank gosh. Because even talking about it, I'm getting teary-eyed. I know. Me too. I, me too. I'm like, especially. I'm like, you're, they can <sighs> see your face. Don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we, it doesn't have to end, which is good. Um. Yeah. COVID has been, I feel like we've missed out, uh, this is a little off topic, but I feel like we've missed out on a lot of our, like, our, our good D&D grouping because of, of COVID. We've had to be digital, which has taken away a lot of, as we've discussed, uh, the role-playing opportunities and, and that. And, and I'm, I'm afraid, I am so afraid that this is going to go on until I move. Yeah. And then I am never. Not never. Because, think about this, because it's going to be one of those things, and this is off topic, guys, and you guys can skip ahead, like, <laughs> go, go ahead five minutes if you don't want to listen to this. But yeah. the thing is, so even if COVID continues and we have to continue doing virtually mm -hmm. until you move away, that doesn't mean that we'll never get to play together in person again, That's because we know that um, we're going to be doing Dragon Cons together, Comic Cons together. And so during those things, one, you get to play games at those, which is really cool, but also that you'll, you know, we'll be traveling and staying in touch. So it's not at end of it, but yes, yeah. it is a chain. Yeah. So I will, I will. I it won't be a monthly thing, but maybe it will yeah. be a yearly thing. Like we could do a D and D, uh, D and D cabin thing because, um, yeah. before COVID happened, we've, uh, the group that John, uh, Johnny from John from Johnny mm -hmm. runs a lot of the group has moved away several of them um and so what he did last year or two years ago actually because last year was COVID two years ago was he had a cabin party which was D&D &D focused and invited everybody that has ever played D&D &D in our group and we, we went to the cabin and all weekend long we played D&D &D together and it was really awesome. So it was like people who had moved to Oregon and um, I don't know where the other people live, but they moved like they're gone. They don't live here. They don't even play D&D &D with us virtually. So it was like nice to come come back. So those are options, too. So, yeah. 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 And I will be I will be making a serious effort to come back pretty regularly. I mean, this is all my friends own homes here. All my friends are, are here now so and I'm, I'm moving to to be with my family which I'm very excited about and I am I love them very much but I am I will miss everybody here so um and it's just an excuse back. to come come up there I've only been to New York once and it was just it was Albany so oh, okay. right the egg yeah. we went to the egg uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. which yeah. is a lovely city yeah it's a great city nice. but uh their airport is nice yeah it's like small. LaGuardia is not when you come visit us in New York. LaGuardia yeah. is not nice, but no. whatever, we'll pick you up. So uh. yeah, it will be fine. Yeah. But 
And back to before yeah, our sorry. emotional thing. But yes, our uh, answer is no, right, Sam? Yep. It, we don't think it has to end. No, there are ways to continue with the game um, with in-person players and online players as well. Um, it does take mm-hmm. a lot of work. Um, so, But the idea is that you're doing this for a group of players that are very devoted to each other and to the game. So uh, a lot of work may not, be, not, may not feel like a lot of work for them. Um, so we're going right. to walk you through what it might look like and give you some tips on ways to continue your RPG games and quests. Um, and like I said, this this topic is particularly personal for us because I'm leaving in June. So um, it is this is uh, January, so six months, and I will yeah. be in a different state. Yeah. So it's super important for us to, to, and this is why we wanted to do this topic, because not only has the world changed um, with everything that is going on, and it's going to continue change. This is not going to be something that is going to be probably a one-time thing. Um, how the world is, is there is going to continue to be pandemic-like diseases, there is going to continue to be discord in the world. So the way that we play our games is probably largely going to change. And so it is important for us to come into a way that not only we personally can continue to play with the group that we have found that is very important to us because that is like our family, it's also important to remember that this is just going to be how life is sometimes. So, um, Continuing to play with our favorite people is going to be a top priority to keep us sane in the world. Yes. Our you therapy, know? our outlet, our freedom. Our oh, freedom! Uh, no one can take my D&D! No. <laughs> you, wait, what's the... You can take... I know, I don't know the whole line, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> oh my god. You, you can take my... Dice, but you can't take my DD. I don't know. Yeah. But so while while we're saying this, we have some tips and some trades. If you guys happen to play in sessions where you've done mixed uh, split the party, send us some emails, send us some messages on our social media accounts. Let us know what you've done. Um, because what we have while we have done some pretty deep research on it, you have actually done it. So maybe give us some feedback and that yeah. would be great. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah. won't have any real real life experience in this until later this year so uh, tell us tell us your stories all right so what are some your uh, dear give me death yeah abraham lincoln 2020 there we go oh i was thinking of the <laughs> william wallace quote <laughs> yeah thank you michael <laughs> yeah and Same i will say day. um my husband michael has some really great ideas <laughs> for uh dice dice rolling and D in the future that we've been talking about over the weekend um, and we'll give those at the end, but it, it includes gr- drone. Oh, there you go. That's that's Michael's key to fame right there. Just do some like yeah. coding to make, you know, what? like in person droning though. Like yeah. he was talking about like dice. It would like cameras would follow us around the room, and yeah. they would pick up our dice and roll it. It's very. Uh... <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, oh well. I love it. Okay, babe. That's great. I'm ready for virtual. I know I say this all the time and like nobody feels the same way about this, but I'm ready for virtual D&D where I'm just in it. Like ready player one style. I'm ready. I'm in a haptic suit so I can actually like LARP digitally. I'd be down for that for our, for our gaming. Like if we were virtually gaming, like how we're virtually gaming now, I would be down for, I just don't want to get to the point where all we do is virtual. Yeah. Like, yeah. all, like, that's why I'm not Ready Player One, because that's all they do. Yeah. Just, just that. 
Like, yeah. I still want to see the sun. Right. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't want to virtually paddleboard. I want to... Yeah, like, that is scary to me. But, like, well, d- if you're doing something virtually, mm-hmm. why not do it? Like, we just got the Octolist. What's Oculus? the Facebook one? Yeah. Yeah, we just got one of those for Christmas. Nice. It's nice. I mean, I only beat Saber on it, but it's still really fun. Is that the climbing yeah. one, too? The climbing one? It's... Michael was playing it. I would... My pa- my neighbors would think I was getting murdered because I would scream so loud. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, sorry, guys. Sorry. Back on top. Um, so, splitting the party, combination DD, it's very workable. If you do the following, Sam, do you want to tell them what our first tip is? It's a webcam. <laughs> what? But a webcam to view the entire group. That's the okay. caveat. So, that's um, one. I mean, theoretically, you could set up individual webcams, just like we do now, right? Everybody's got a webcam on their computer. Everybody could, could turn on their little laptop, because they're probably on D&D Beyond anyway, um, and sync it. You'd have to mute it and have just one central audio, which is also you'd fine. You'd have to have some good uh, internet, though, right? Yeah, you'd have to have some pretty heavy bandwidth, and Comcast says they don't uh, throttle your bandwidth, but that's bullshit, <laughs> because we pay for unlimited internet. I use over two terabytes of internet a month right Uh, yeah (laughs) it's all outrageous but whatever um but they definitely throttle our internet everything starts to slow down i mean i was downloading um kilobytes the other day and i was like what is happening um so anyway yeah i was very i'm very angry um but so having one centrally located webcam um will allow the distant user to see people at the table um so (laughs) putting it at the end of the table at an angle or, you know, uh, in the corner of a room, sort of like a spy cam or something. Um, even if you're using an online tool, you want to consider a camera to support it. So you can still see everybody's faces. Um, okay. Uh, make sure it's set up to show the entire group and rotate everyone's seat so they're looking toward the camera. So fourth wallet, right? You know, just like theater. Yeah, you want to make sure everything's like, hey, okay. Uh, So you're not looking at the back of everybody's, anybody's head, unless they have a very attractive back of their head, and then that's totally up to you. If that's what you want to do, it's fine. Which is, this is what a lot of the educational things are doing now, where it's like all the cameras are facing one way, Mm -hmm. so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't feel like that limits the playability. You just remove one side of the table, so you have everybody sit on three sides of it, and you're fine. Um. So uh, one of the key issues is that it's unnatural to look at the camera with people present. So you might make the absentee feel left out unless people sort of automatically look into the camera occasionally. Um, it's also- having that position is, is a good idea for that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and my suggestion for this is um, put their, their like face over it, you know, like make the whole screen their face. So they did that in... Oh, Way back in the day when I actually watched Critical Role, because well, I was I was working late at the the vape shop. Oh so, yeah, they when they were gone, they had like yeah. A when TV Ashley was working on, on Wine Spot, she they mm-hmm. they did a little TV and and had it set up so she's at the same level as everybody else, which I thought was really cool. Um, so that's uh, that's my suggestion is to to make the the camera and the face situation like you have to display them too. Somehow they have to, the absentee player still has to be a part of that. Um, so, um, 
it, you want to make sure that they can address the absentee and make them feel like, okay, yeah, I'm actually part of this. So um, you also want to make sure the DM is in a position that he's closest to the audio output so that he can hear the absentee talking clearest um, and, and he'll take orders. Um, another thing I've suggested the further down is to just, instead of making it the DM, make it a designated player. Because, you know, maybe the DM wants that interaction but maybe it's like maybe they've already got a player like so i would if if it, we were playing uh Shapalu and if we were doing the storm king thunder i would designate you as buffy because buffy is like Shapalu's best friend so we are often having sidebars so yeah and that because that makes sense i would think like more when i'm thinking about the webcam and the dm is so that the player that's gone can hear uh, things clearly oh yeah, yeah right that makes sense like, yeah descriptions because if you can't so because like you said the other day when we were playing um not D, but we were playing oh, genesis yeah keyforge um you you are not very good at theater of the minding mm-hmm. and so it's that's a really good thing to also think about like with your players who are not there are they very good at theater of the minding are they not good at theater of the minding how is their hearing um, because you'll want to be closest to the person describing the hearing. Yeah. Um, so usually the DM, but also you also want to, you know, make sure they can hear the players too. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, yeah. Theater of the mind is something I, I have always struggled. I can be very imaginative. And if you explain in floral, like when Chris does, does explains his worlds, I'm like, okay, cool. I see it. I can see it in my mind. But when it comes to combat, I lose all of that because I'm, I can no longer focus on, okay, what does the world look like? Plus, where am I in relevance to 20 other people? That comes to being a video gamer. Because right. I think, because I think you are, you, because Michael is very much the same way. He is very tactical. Yeah. Like, he wants to know, are you to the left? Are you to the right? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, so they're like twelve steps away. Like I'm just gonna be like, cool. We're gonna we're gonna fight. We're gonna mess. Because I just like to yeah. like imagine, and maybe it's not accurate. Well, I also wonder. That's kind of how John runs his games, right? He's not so obsessed with where everybody is exactly. You know, he does a little. He has bit. a little miniature map, but it's not like you moved forward twenty seven. Right. It's yeah. not really how it works. Yeah. And I wonder if that's, you know, that was sort of your lead in and mine was like, here's a map and each square is this. And we're going to move, you know, you have this many movement yeah. spaces and okay, cool. So that was, that's sort of how my mind formed around, around D&D. So yeah. I've never. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, I think that comes down to it. I think it comes down to, I do think video games play a part into it. But anyways, that's kind of yeah. what you have to think about when you're playing mm-hmm they split the parties is that you're going to have people who see things differently. Yeah. And so you really have to have that conversation with the person who is not in person just to, to see what their strengths are, their weaknesses and what additional support they might need. Yeah. So that's really important to note. So um, the second thing that we have is to also, it's also regarding webcams, but you want to have a second, maybe a smaller, could be the same size, whatever, but you want to have a second webcam that focuses on the playing area because this is what we're saying. Not everybody is theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. So um, this one will show the board. Uh, they would roll, the other players could roll dice here um, and any important information can be dis- like displayed in this area as well. So consider putting things like initiative order on an index card. Um, you can write it with a permanent marker. You can write it with a, a race marker. doesn't really matter, but just the image quality is important. Mm-hmm. 
Because some of the fun of the game, though, thinking about rolling the dice there is seeing the other players' dice rolls and being like, seeing how their face reacts. So if you can have a place that covers the playing area, you can see the other people's dice rolls. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this this area that you have the webcam pointed out, it allows the players to see what is going on on a separate screen. And it also gives them an option to switch in between the two while Mm -hmm. they're playing. So, like, I hate split screens, but a lot of people who are going to play virtually will probably have the ability to have multiple screens to look at. Yeah. Um, so, pretty cool. Uh, a tablet, a smartphone could work for this for your smaller webcam. can point it at it. That's fine. Unless you have, like, a remote webcam and then two computers available. So, it's really up mm-hmm. to you. Um, and then you can also sign a single player to manage the board so that the DM doesn't have to run it. Um and then they can take orders from the absentee player uh, so that they know um, who's taking control when that absentee player is turned. So if that player was like, I want to move 12 spaces, that one player can move them. Yeah. And if you're so. using something like like the um, like the TV in y'all's gaming room, <clears throat> you could share the screen, right? You could hook up Zoom to run off of that or Discord to run off that. TV, whatever, um, and then share that screen because it's just it's just essentially another monitor. So then the digital player, it doesn't change anything for the in-person players and the absentee players just, you know, watching the, the stream from that. Right. So think about it this way. Think about again, we're, I'm going we're going to refer to critical role because that is one of the most well-known, I would say, uh, streaming D&D games. And I love that. I love Critical Role. So, but they have, you know, the setup to where, and theirs is very fancy because it's a production, but they have it to where you can watch the players. And when there's a battle, then there's a separate camera that looks at the map. Mm-hmm. So that is the, it's going to be a watered down version of that. Yeah. Very watered down version. But a lot, like maybe think of their like, First campaign version. Yeah. That's what you're probably going to do in your game. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe you got tons of money and you can do all sorts of cool stuff, you know, whatever. Hey, I mean, because maybe that's it. Maybe eventually you want to stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. And that's, that's a good way to go ahead and start the stream. You just have the absentee person just like they did with, with Ashley, you know, it's just see that person there yep. sort of robot. <laughs> yep. I am Ashley. I am Sam. And it just rolls your dice for you. I I did think about that. I was like, okay, well, you could designate a player to roll your dice for you. So when it's your turn, everybody's sort of looking at that one one person and we're all like, okay, but I would miss rolling my own dice. Right. And we kind of talk about that later um, on how you can go around that. So it's pretty cool because rolling dice is a super fun thing. It's a big part of D&D. It's the things that I miss. One of the things I miss the most. Not the most, maybe like the third most yeah. of playing virtual uh, is that seeing other people's dice rolls, rolling together, rolling actual dice because you know not some DMs are trusting some based on the group. Some DMs are not tr- trusting based on the group. Right. It's not about the DM. It's about the group. Right. So yeah. yeah. What, what have you done to prove your loyalty? <laughs> what have you? Uh, Whoops. Uh, what is that 27 natural 20 you've rolled? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I screenshotted my damage from yesterday because I was like, That's right? insane amount of damage. Well, we know so you're gonna... rolling in like D&D Beyond. Yeah, you are like but... the least liar person ever. We've, we've seen you in the big bad fight, Sam. We know you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't hit once. My cat did, though, so that counts. Right? 
them. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. It works. But, but yeah. we know you ain't alive. <laughs> I know. But I just like to, you know, reinforce that by being like, look at this insane amount that I rolled and I had nothing to do with and it's all digital. There you go. See, perfect. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> so <laughs> we've also got some considerations. Um, like we said, you're going to be using some bandwidth to do this. So you want to make sure your inter- internet connection is strong and stable. If you have like a 15 megabyte stream, you're not going to be able to do this. You won't be able to accommodate having a video camera or a webcam, multiple webcams, viewing different things and streaming to someplace else. It's just not going to work. You have to have a good um, internet speed um, because you're maintaining a uh, virtual video call with with high quality that that uses a lot of bandwidth. Also, for the person who is uh, absentee, they also have to have a strong internet connection. So it's both. Yeah. Um, shut down yeah, any unnecessary ways. programs. Uh, don't use like YouTube audio. Um, and you know you want to really try and keep that missing player involved as, as much as possible. Um, so it's it's harder than it sounds. Yeah. Because, I mean, just think about, like, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, I'm glitching. You know, yeah. and they're, you know, roboting. So it's like you want to have that solid connection. So, you know, if you have other people in your house, try to ask them while you're playing not to stream, like, a Netflix or or use the internet as much as possible. Try to see if they'll support you in your in your gameplay so that you can have the best, as, mu- as much as you need from your connection. Because yeah. if somebody else is streaming and you're trying to, cat, you know, video chat, it's going to to do it. So maybe have, try to have a talk with the people in your household. Yeah. Have a dedicated, I mean, we already have dedicated times for, for D and D. So just make sure, you know, Hey, everybody during these three hours, whatever, please refrain from, I mean, use, use your, your phone or whatever. Don't connect to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, okay. So our next one goes back to the dice rolling, what we were just talking about just a minute ago. Dice rolling in person is quicker. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. You can roll dice quicker with your hands and f- much faster than you can if you're clicking on a dice rolling window, clicking on the number of dice you rolls, and then rolling the dice and etc. And if your connection is weak, then your dice are rolling really slow. Um, so it's a lot quicker to just grab your dice and roll. So um, I would either say, you know, have your face-to-face players roll for your remote player or your remote player can have a camera set up so that... Um, that you can see theirs and they can see yours. Mm-hmm. So do you know what I mean? Like a camera, it's like having a player board. So like your remote player can also have a player board or they can just move their camera down to look at it. Um, or if, if they don't have that option, you can just take their word for it. It's a small thing, but it saves a lot of time and um, it brings a little bit more fun for the remote player because if they're seeing everybody rolling dice and they're not getting the, the justification of rolling these bad boys because there's something about <laughs> the clickety clack of dice that is just i'm a goblin but that is so like can we hear that sam it's so satisfying that's so satisfying i just dropped one of the dice on the ground but anyways okay so it's so satisfying so if you can't roll these you're gonna be very i looked really crazy you can't yeah, roll these. i i you're just see like sad. In your spare time, instead of taking bubble baths, you now just, like, fill up the tub with dice and just... <laughs> Have you been in my home? Sam! Yeah. You know what you need? Okay, we need to make personalized uh, D&D chairs for everybody, and yours is just going to be made entirely of dice. Instead of the swords? Yeah. 
Game of Thrones is just gonna be yeah. dice. I want dice that have wronged me. I want the skulls of all of the players that have played in my campaigns. Make my oh, share. Okay, okay, <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay, serial killers, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we should, I should figure out how to, like, make chairs. That's what we should do. I'm going to make you a chair. I will say my um, new, I ordered some really cool dice molds mm. from a Kickstarter campaign um, that should be coming soon, and they're yes. supposed to be easier to pour in. Okay. So, which I'm really excited about, because then I can make dice quicker. Yay! Yeah. Because I only have, like, the little single mold. Um, and this one is like a Kickstarter. It's like a set. Oh. And like, it's like easy pour. So. Okay. All right. Fingers crossed. So once I get that, I can start making dice for folks again. But yes, like we're saying, dice, important, super big part of it. Mm-hmm. Let your players roll. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't watching and are listening to this on Thursday, Katie's just shaking her dice like a crazy person. That's what's, <laughs> that's, that's what that click clack noise is. If you ought probably already know you're all D&D players it's fine you don't know what it is it's like Pavlov's dogs that sound of that click clack you're like oh natural 20 natural 20 is it a natural 20 all right so next on the list is habitual multitasking um we all do it uh we talked about it in our last episode of how you uh are able to multitask when you're in person um Mm. but when you are not in person when you're virtual, you're switch tasking, which is much harder on the brain. Um, so when you're you're trying to multitask because you're you're on a computer and there's so many shiny new fun things to do on the internet, and you're just gonna check your email or read read a website or get lost in Reddit or whatever, you know, scroll through your TikTok, etc. Um, you're gonna be tempted to do that. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. Try not to. Um, oh, when you're in person. When Yeah, when you're in person. Um, it, it's because we're accustomed to using the computer in this way. This is just how we've been designed um, or conditioned, rather. Um, so it's not like, you know, your players are trying to be distracted. You're just working against their habitual training of how to use a computer. So... It's um, 90% of the time, anyways. We, we want to, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like... <laughs> You know, I, for, for this podcast, I know myself. So it's like OBS, us, and then that's it. document, and that's it. And I don't yeah. touch, my keyboard is underneath my desk, and I don't touch anything. I, like, I have my mouse that I can just scroll down, and that's it. I, I do not allow myself, because I will. I will just, like, bird, bird dog out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, God, it's awful. I was never, I never used to be this disruption, this disruption, disruption. <laughs> contraption what is this contraption (laughs) so for this reason try to typically keep it to two hours or less um you might be able to go on longer but you want to give breaks and understand your remote players might need to check email etc even while playing um or just bamf out for five minutes um so it was noted that online it's very important to invest in a good separate microphone and speakers for the shared table um you can, uh, is it the same one? Am I reading? Am I dumb? I'm dumb today. Like an additional note, oh, but, yeah. um, like, yeah. So like when you're, I, when I think about like the hip, habitual scrolling stuff before we go on to the, the note of the, the audio is just like, 
you got when you have one person who's not there, you just have to be a little bit more understanding um, because they can't hear as well. They can't have as many side conversations. So they're going to even if you include them as much as you can, they're going to be scrolling. So just be a little bit more understanding for that person. Um, And this goes for when you're playing virtual as well. Um, You know, you're going to see players who who look down and they might it might not be that they're not paying attention. It might be that they're they are paying attention, but they have to do something. So like we had a game yesterday and this is what I was doing (gasps) to like. And so if you can't see, it's just like a doodle on graph paper, but it's like, that's how, that's how I stayed focused was like, I'm coloring and doodling so I could follow everything that was going along. So don't automatically jump to that. They're not listening. Just remember that idle hands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like shorter set, you know, when everybody's digital, shorter sessions are a must period. End of story. If you're like, let's run, um, I, I have that it's almost like a timer, right? Three hours. Like we played for, for four ish hours yesterday. And at three hour, the three hour mark, I was like gone. Like I was like, yeah. I adore you, John. I love what you're trying to do here. I'm really excited about learning this game. Mental capacity overload. That's it. My RAM is full. I cannot proceed anymore. So, um, uh, it was harder not having visuals for me, nothing to look at. That makes my multitasking much worse. Um, much worse. Yeah. But you also- and I think that's something to, sorry, I didn't mean oh, like, to interrupt, good. but I think like it's something that you keep in mind. It's like, I, so like in games that I already know how to play, mm-hmm. so like just basic D&D, mm-hmm. I can go about four hours and then it's like a hard stop virtually. Mm-hmm. In Like we literally in person, I think I've played a game starting at two, that seven. It's totally different because it's like a social thing. You're eating, you're talking, you're taking breaks, you're walking around. It's fine. But when you're online, I have to sit in my chair. Yeah. Like the dog running around. Would end at like 11 or 12. And I was yeah. like, are you sure we have to end it now? Like, yeah. Can we keep in playing? my chair? Yeah. But online, I'm like four hours. I've done all my doodling. I've done everything my hands do. I need to get up. My dog has to pee. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like things. But when it's a new game, so if you're learning a new system, so if you have new players learning D&D or new players learning Keyforge, I can't go four hours. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're already using half of that time to remember the new system. You're not used to it. Remember what the dice mean mm-hmm. to lo- look up things. So it's a little shorter session. So keep that in mind that your time frame, yeah. based on how well your players know the game, is going to affect how long they can play. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But I also think, you know, you also have to think about the other players, the players that are there, right? So um, for for us, if say, say, say this were to happen during Storm King's Thunder, I would never say cut these sessions short. Run them gotcha. for eight hours. That's fine. But understand that I might have to step away for a while because I'm digital. Um, we all know what, what virtual is like but the people in the room aren't suffering from that that's not they're playing the way that they've always played and and it's fun so i feel like it's unfair for me to demand that these sessions are are shorter now if we're running them if they're shorter but more frequent okay that's fine if we if we adjust in in that that aspect but um i from the dm perspective allow the the player a little the digital player a little extra leeway so um say you're running a very long session more than more than four hours um let the player disappear for an hour or two um and then in the middle if they're if they're struggling to stay focused maybe some people can 
really connect to this, right? Maybe that's digital is totally fine for them. For me, not so much. Um, no matter how much I'm, I love and am passionate about it, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, um, yeah. so, or have a few extra prearranged breaks, um, maybe allow for a little like one-on-one -on -one role playing. So do some breakouts, um, allow people to sort of foster that, do it in a chat, something like that. Um, just to, you know, uh, let them disappear and say, okay, Hey, we're back in combat. Now they're going to do a shopping, uh, shopping montage, right? Well, I don't really need to be a part of that digitally. It's not as fun. So I'm going to go make dinner while you guys do that and then somebody in the group will text me and say hey uh we're leaving the shopping area uh we might we need a decision thing made or something yeah uh, cool ideas you could do you can work this into your character so mm. say you have to have more breaks so you work it out with the dm where maybe your character um i don't think of Again, critical role, where Ashley, she would not, even when she couldn't do virtually because of her filming schedule, maybe she would have to disappear for a couple weeks. So she had it to where, like, she would be, like, some kind of projection. So she could be, I don't know, it was kind of, some, like, a weird thing. But you could have it to be where, like, your character's not there in person. It's like you're, you have to use some of your energy to project yourself into the situation. And then that twinkles a little bit so that you go away. So it's just, like, make some kind of story arc. To where maybe your character has more breaks or disappears from the situation or, do you know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. work that in. It can help you build more creative, more unique yeah. stories for your characters. That's really nice. So. I made a suggestion for doing the audio thing, using a character thing. So we'll talk about that, too, when we get into the audio. But, yeah, that's brilliant. Nice. Using the speaking stones, right? Like, maybe they have something that they have to do or in incapacitated in some ways or form. So they're using the speaking stones to convey information yeah and they're not there send them on a mission so like yeah. you're dean like you're you have a your party's going on a mission and then your character's like hey i'm gonna bamf over to newfoundland uh to find to research that information on this baddie we're about to fight i'll meet you guys three hours down the road or something i don't know yeah but something you can just really add it into your story and that's an easy way to let that extra character take breaks which without them affecting their story where if they don't want another character to play their character, they don't want to play. Cause you know, sometimes like when you're missing from a game, you allow other players to play their character. If you don't want to do that, you can have in like reasons in the story for your characters to leave. That's brilliant. Yeah. So maybe your character pretty cool. lost a whole lot. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. All right, so audio. Like Tell us about some audio. audio. Okay, so um, so it as we've said, it's really important to note that having a good separate microphone and speakers at your table is super important so that people can hear and, and can communicate well. Um, if you can afford it, you can do one of those auto-omni-dimensional where it can do the multiple, which I think is what my mm. Yeti is, to where it can do all directions. Um, you can, That's often used for like business teleconferences tele, tele or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we did say that visual is super important for certain people, but in general, audio is the most important for pe getting people to be in, feel involved. Um, you, you're not going to be able to have a good time if you can't hear people or if you can't be heard clearly. Yep. So, um, so we're going to kind of take like a big chunk to talk about that audio because I know Sam had some really cool, cool ideas and feedback on that. 
Well, and, and additionally, <clears throat> if you have tons of money or know like a producer, you can get the, the clip mics so that everybody in the mm-hmm. room can have it. The, the problem is you'll need a switch, like a soundboard to feed everything through, which they're not terribly expensive, um, but you do have to sort of under, like we've got a huge one um, with a whole bunch of mics and stuff that we've never used as Alex's. And we just look at it and go, that's way too complicated for me. So, um, yeah. but if you have that sort of a setup, that's what they do at Critical Roles. Everybody has individual mics, um, but they're fed through a soundboard to sort of mash all those together. Gotcha. Yeah. Or Craigslist. Find some Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we make sure that everybody is heard cl- clearly, Sam? Um, well, there's a lot of sidebars and, and role-playing uh, sessions between multiple characters in in-person D&D. Um, and it would be unfair to the players who are present to sort of limit that um, much-loved parts. One of my favorite things of D&D. Um, so multiple mics can be chaotic, especially if you're not using them in a sound uh, through a soundboard, if you just like, we're all sitting in a room and we all have mics, there's going to be all of that feedback and echo. No, thanks. Hard pass. Nope. Um, yeah. So I suggest having one person be the relay. Like we suggested earlier, the person can be speaking directly to the DM. Um, so maybe it's the character's best friend at the table, or maybe it's a character who doesn't particularly like that digital player's character. So you can turn it into a role play opportunity. Um, Alas, <laughs> suddenly my character has ear slugs and cannot hear clearly. Um, so when somebody says, the DM says, don't poke the bear, but the character only hears poke the bear because the don't was lost in translation, and they run forward and they poke the bear, and everybody's like, fuck. Um, so this not only makes the audio setup a little bit less stressful, but it also includes the digital character and some role play opportunities. Um, so if you have the the... Uh, a player character that maybe isn't like best friends, they convey things that they want done, right? So if if the player character at the table who's conveying all of this is sort of a, like like Buffy, for example, would always tell Shapalu to run forward, regardless. She would be like, yeah, 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 we're going to attack, regardless of what the rest of the party was going to do. So that might add a little bit more like, oh, okay, so... So the the party leader said, do this. All right. And then the party leader's like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's a good thing to note. I think that when we, if you do that, you have to be, those two players have to be in agreement. Like they have to, the the, um, absentee player has to be in agreement that they are okay with being instructed, like their character has they have to be okay with their character being instructed cool that's a really cool role-playing moment but we also don't want it to be where they are marrying um, like puppeteering marrying, yes yeah. marrying if that is not what that player chooses do you know what i mean so yeah. it's like you still have is it autonomy is that the right mm-hmm. word yeah. you, st- you still want your players to have that autonomy to make the decision even if they're not in person to be like yes i want to role. Pl- i want to role play in that direction i want my character to kind of be like It'll be fun to follow my enemy's instructions because if they're not okay with that, you're going to lose that player. They're going to think the game is toxic um, and they're, and they're going to leave. Yeah. And that's not what you want because we, the world of D and D is very similar when it comes to groups. Um, There's a lot of gatekeeping. 
there it is very similar to the world the fandom of star wars um i am a huge star wars fan but our the star wars fandom is probably one of the most toxic fandoms in the world it is so toxic there is gatekeeping there is so much it's it's just it's a nasty cesspool of anger and D&D can be very similar to that with its gatekeeping. It's not as bad, but the gatekeeping that happens. And there's a lot of toxic groups where people can't play their player, their characters the way they want. They're getting controlled. So if you have that magical gold group, you want to make sure those players still have, are still happy with what's happening. So just make sure that they're happy with whoever that link is. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, super important for the player to remain yeah. In charge of them of their own self. And that's that's important too. Like it, just because somebody is making suggestions for you as your like player liaison doesn't mean you have to take those suggestions. You're Correct. you should feel comfortable. I don't recommend doing any of this with a group that you don't love and adore. True. Very if, true. If you don't click in person and like want to play every freaking day with these people, don't try and do digital and uh it's it's not going to work. It will absolutely crumble and fall apart. Um, if the chemistry yeah. is not there in person, it's certainly not going to be there digitally. Yeah. So, um, yeah. lost like, in translation is when because even the players that you love in person, sometimes online, you're like, this is getting a little less lost in translation. Still love you, and I know that you mean well, but so if you yeah. can't have that solid stout foundation in person. It's not going to transition to yeah. you playing online. Yeah, and I think also in with that, that for the digital player, the digital player has to be incredibly passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have to want it so bad that they're willing to jump through these hoops and maybe talk a little bit louder and sort of butt in and and I don't want to say worry about hurting people's feelings because at that point you shouldn't really be worried about like stepping on toes and hurting people's feelings. Yeah. But uh, if you're talking over people just so you can be heard, because maybe it's been a few minutes since you've gotten to say anything, because it is a little bit harder when everybody's in a room talking and you're trying to be like, ah, wait, I really want to say this one thing. So yeah, um, it's, you have to be a bit of a, a abrasive personality, I think. Um, or just super passionate about playing with this particular group of people to really step up and be able to join in. If that makes sense. That uh, that session zero, ep- session zero. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say episode. That's not an episode. But have a session zero together as a group where you guys talk about your concerns, how you want it to roll. Um, remind you know, because I mean, if you have that golden group, we all know we don't have to end it at the end of the day. Even though we all still kind of do it, because I think we all have some some at least most some of us have social anxiety. So we're all like, you guys know that that was my player, my yeah. character mad at your character. I'm not mad at you, right? Um, so we all because like. We're never mad at each other. Like, yeah. I'm never mad at Sam during a game. Buffy might have been mad at, you know, Chapalu or, or, or might have been definitely mad at Arya all the time. But yeah. was ne- I was never mad at Sarah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Katie is never mad. Buffy, mad. So yeah. it's like, you, you as a group should be able to know that. So have that session level zero. Remind people of that. Um, talk about your cons. Think, talk about your concerns. Talk about how you characters plan out who's going to be that person. Um, I am, and I've said this on our other podcast session 
zeros are super important for building that role play and the story arc and describing what you want to see and having that conversation on, do you feel comfortable with this? Um, Because if you don't have those, you can go into it being like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Yeah. And then all that hard work was for nothing. So. Well, and if, if possible, do a couple of in-person ones first, you know, uh, I, I really hope for, for Michael's next one. First of all, I hope that he'll let me play it digitally. I'm just kind of assuming oh, <laughs> that yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, fingers crossed. Uh, but I, I, I mean, hope that we get to I'm his wife, so he kind of has to let you. Yeah, good. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, uh, of course, would, doesn't mind anything. He is the most accommodating. Mm-hmm. You know, he is like, he loves D&D, I think, just as much as we do. Yeah. So if he finds somebody who loves D&D... He wants to like flourish it and grow it. I mean, he is just the most supportive person. So I do not, I mean, he can make, he's going to probably comment on him and be like, fuck you, you ain't playing. But uh, <laughs> get out. Get out. You die Michael, every I time. Die. He just kills your character every session. And I just and keep he's like, coming back. He's like, she's not getting a hit. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> like, I resurrect myself. Uh, I am now. Oh, um, and he just commented for sure. He just said, uh, you and Mike are in the next yes. campaign for sure. So perfect. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes, because I will. I will, Michael. I will. Every time I die, I will just come back as like I don't know character name, Fabio the Third. Yeah, he Every just time. keeps. He, he doesn't understand that the Fight Club. He thinks it's helping him plan combat. It's actually <laughs> just us being able to make character after character after character after character. Yeah, and so we just have like. Annoying character? Done. <laughs> you want what now? Okay. Oh, I died. Whoops. Mm. See, I have fell on the back burner. <laughs> when he mo- when all three of the specters moved away from me, I was like, no. <laughs> no new character this time. What's up with new character? It's like he knows. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I would like to, I hope that, that we get to, to start the new campaign before we leave. Um, so that I can, you know, foster that, that role-playing connections before we go. Build those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we come back, you know, we'll, we'll play. We'll be back in September. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll play then. And then probably around Christmas. And then, you know, I plan on coming back quarterly. That's my goal. Yeah. Is to come back quarterly. Yeah. And what's cool is those can be, like, big events. So, like, if you have a person who is an absentee player and they have the ability to come back to an in-person game, you can plan sessions around that and you guys can make that, like, you know, in campaigns that you have one big baddie usually at the end, but you have small, mm-hmm. uh, small big bads. Yeah. SBB, yeah. whatever the letters are. So, like, <laughs> those can be the complimentation of that part. You can be like, ooh, y'all are going to be fighting this biggie, you know, this big... Mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls. Yeah. That's what Biggie Smalls. Yeah. R.I.P. Oh. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else about... Uh... Oh, chat options. That's the other yes, thing. Yes, chat option. Super yeah. big part. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to have some sort of, like, messaging service, right? How do you feel about that? Bringing in, like, an external, like, I don't know, Discord chat, particularly for... Uh, the the players themselves to sort of do some like not offline but like behind uh, background chatting about like what they're doing. It could be like a whisper. 
Um, you know, and I've seen um, on several of the streams that I watch, not just Critical Role, but the other ones that I watch, they do like the players will sometimes text each other and then they'll be like, make eye contact and be like, look at your phone. Um, so like, they'll be like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, that's how they kind of like plan. So you could do that could be you could set up if you're going to allow people to use that chat option. Mm-hmm. One, you're going to allow have to allow people to use their phone. You're going to have to allow them to have a computer or whatever. So the D- DM is going to have to be a little bit more open. But that can be a whisper. That can be your side conversation. Um, you know, that and the people that they want to whisper is it's just having that availability. I think that's fine. Um because it's no different than you talking. You know. Maybe it's even better because you can like plan not it. Or something, pigeon, not but. sidebar pigeon. What's sidebar? Owl? I don't know. We need one for that. Come on, critical role, come up with a sidebar ooh, thing. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Morning dove. <laughs> They're dumb. Uh, oh, God, that was one of ours for uh, You're Going to Die in one of our campaigns. It was like, run, we were like, ah. oh, that's perfect because it's a yeah. crow and you're going to get yeah. murdered. Yeah. You're going to get murdered. I really think we should do maybe. What if our, oh my God, Katie, our bard yeah. campaign where we're all bards, what if we're all Kanku bards? <laughs> and then we're, our. <laughs> Our, our band name is just called The Murder. The Murder. I like it. And it doesn't even have to be all Kanku. It can be just bird-related creatures. So if people don't want to play like a Kanku. Yeah. But, um... Well, we could be like humans that had been turned into Kanku, so we don't have to do the mimic part. Yeah, so, I mean, well, maybe we only mimic songs, and that's how it works for us. Yeah, because technically the mimicking is a spice. Um, like... If you play a Kanku, some of them can't communicate. It's just a little extra spice because Kankus are cursed, blah, 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 if you read their backstory. But you can actually have them, because they can communicate in bird language. Yeah. Whatever that bird language is. Um, so we could all just be, instead of speaking common, communicating in that bird language. Yes. Oh, I like it. So, so nobody yeah. else we can just, understand We can us. only... Only mimic when we run into the NPCs. Yes. And that's just songs so like, that we hear from like our, you know, our discmen that we keep around or our little Walkmans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like if we're, when we're interacting with the NPCs or the baddie, we can only mimic in songs. So it's going to be like, no, we're, it's going to be bad. We're going to. Uh, and we have to do only hardcore. the songs that, that, that our character would know. So like if I'm Garth Brooks, right, I can only yep. do Garth Brooks songs. Yep. 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 Uh, who wants to DM this? Is going to happen anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody better step up because we're going to do it for your real campaign and then you're going to be real sad. <laughs> Whoops. We're playing it behind. We're planning behind your back. Is this behind their back when they're all watching this, though? So <laughs> They're all paying attention? Yeah. Every single one of them? Yeah. And they're all going to be like, you're out, you're out, you're yeah. out. <laughs> No kankus in this campaign. We're like, oh. There is no kankus in our world. Weird. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Love my kanku. He's so uh, cute. But, maybe yeah, somebody so, okay. listening will want to run this for us. Then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're awesome. You should want to run a game for us. Yeah. All right. Shall we take a break and then come back and talk Let's about our drinks? Let's take and a break and then we'll... Talk about our drinks. Duh. See y'all in a little bit. Bye.
Hello, everybody. Hope you had a good break and that you're still with us. It is time for um, you to learn how to make our drink of the day, which is called Turn Undead. And I don't know if you guys have ever played a character that can turn undead, but it is very lovely. I've only played one in our uh, 182E Johnny edition, um, Skynetta, but it was so fun to just turn and destroy undead. (laughs) So um, the fates aligned because both me and Sam, while looking up drinks for today, came across the same drink. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was really, so I've been craving tequila, obviously. That's, that's what I like. And I was like, what kind of drinks can I make with tequila for this? And then there was this one turn on dead. There's also a druid craft, which we might make eventually, which looks really good. make that one next week. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty intense. But St. Germain is like, I love it. Elderflower anything. So, yeah. So yeah. good. Um, so this drink is meant to look clear or as close as you can, um, as if it's pure enough to turn undead yourself. Kind of like a boozy holy water. It's <laughs> a mm. <laughs> so boozy. This is what they um, drink. This is what Ilrid drinks before he turns undead. This is this exactly is what your Ilrid drinks before he turns undead. He's a great guy. He's a great one. Um, I love it. So this is what you're gonna need. This makes one drink. So uh, double whatever if you, if you need more. So you're gonna use half an ounce of elderflower liqueur, um, two ounce of white rum. Switch out your your liquor if you don't prefer white rum. You can use tequila. You can use vodka. Anything that's clear. Mm-hmm. So anything white. Um, two ounces of white cranberry juice. We cannot find white cranberry juice, so we substituted white cran peach. So use what you have. Um, one fourth an ounce of lime juice for basil leaves and club soda. So you're going to muddle two of the basil leaves. Um, shake the muddled basil, rum, or liquor of your choice, cranberry juice, elderflower liqueur, and lime juice over ice. Then you're going to strain it into the glass, top with club soda, and garnish with the remaining basil. It's really good. So delicious. It is so good. And I recommend the tequilas as opposed to the rum. I have celiac, so I can't drink rum. Um, but the, the tequila adds a really nice bit of salt to the sweet. It yep. goes with the lime, I think, much better than the rum does, but that's just my personal preference. For yeah. Anyway. I, uh, to this morning, I made it with the white rum. Um, yes, it is. It's very sweet. It reminds me of like a island um, drink, whereas last night I made it with the tequila um, to kind of test out which one I wanted in the morning. And it is more um, more close to like a margarita. But like a sweet margarita, yeah, very good. I think the, I agree. I think the tequila is a little bit, little bit. Yeah. If you're a tequila person, it's a little. Tasty. Yeah, if you're not, don't do it. But also, like, yeah, do the white rum. It's real good. Mm-hmm. And that's you know yeah. you're feeling the island breeze a little bit. So you're feeling the island breeze. Uh, turn undead. Stay away from me, zombie. I'm at the beach, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I'm at the beach. Don't you ever forget. <laughs> so we're going to roll for constitution check, constitution. y'all. Oh, look, they match, kind of. They're both Oh, you're just, oh, you're using your pretty Oh, one. yeah. <laughs> nice. Sam, remind people you have a plus what? I have or a negative, negative what? two. <laughs> I have, think I have a plus one. Oh, I rolled a 16. Nice. I rolled a nine, which is fitting because this is very good. So this is my second one. Uh, 
is it afternoon yet already? Are we? Yeah, it's afternoon. So yeah, it's afternoon, so you're fine. I will be okay to take down Christmas decorations today. So oh. I'm feeling good enough, but uh, not going to fall asleep on the couch. So that's good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So for our brunch today, fitting that we're talking about Turn Undead is we're going to take a look at our, the lovely class of clerics. Yes. And you know, as we as you've if you have been a D and D player for a while, you have seen the evolution from a priest to a cleric as they've traveled along through the editions. And so if you landed into the 5e, you become a clash, the cleric, the beautiful, talented, healing class of a cleric. There are many paths you can take. But think, what would a cleric think of brunch? Would they enjoy it? Would they eat it? Would they curse it? What would they do? So we're going to look at the paths and how they maybe would relate to brunch, what they would eat, what they would drink, and kind of go from there. I think the cleric, so the cleric for me is, is something that I've never really played before, except in this 1E campaign, and I'm really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying Ilred. He is He's an NPC that I just took over because I <laughs> forced my way into this campaign. Please don't let me play, please don't let me play. Um, and he's fabulous. And yeah. I really want to play clerics now because they're, they both do damage, like a significant amount of damage and their support. So, yeah. um, it's, it's a really good combination for, for what they do. Yeah. So I think they would love as a whole, like as a general rule, I think they would love brunch because it's got that nice, like peaceable relaxation time, but also full of sustenance to prepare them yeah. for their day of war. And just think like, Sam, you're just playing a priest. So that's like the bait, like the watered down version of a cleric. Yeah. Clerics in 5e are even more boss. Yeah. So soon to come, I will play. Soon to come. Yeah, I've played a cleric in, it was just that Paul's game. Um, and it was, oh, yeah, she was real right. fun. And then, I've, and then my priest in, in John's was, she was great. Mm-hmm. So, uh. It's real fun, but there is, so in 5e, there's lots of different domains, though. There's so we 12, have some different paths that you can take. Uh, what is the first path, and how would they look at brunch? Divine is the first, and I feel like oh. the divine class is going to be real classic, right? Real mimosa, you know, a nice egg white omelet, maybe with just some, uh, some like, uh, roasted vegetables and feta. I feel like it's going to be a very pure, classic brunch. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Not too heavy okay. on the calories, but Just enough right. protein to prepare them for the day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the arcane domain. So mm-hmm. magic energy. I think these people would be the ones that would be trying all the trends, like that unicorn toast, oh. the rainbow bagel. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> They'd be the ones that would be the first up making our drinks. Like, they'd be like, magic in it up in here. Yes. Like yeah, that. right? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would have brunch with them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'd be friends. Mm-hmm. Then we have for the death domain. Sure. Ooh. I kind of feel like death domain would be like black coffee. You know? Yeah. Like, they're not really into the whole, like, alcohol thing, or maybe they're having some, like, rum for breakfast kind of a thing. Like, I don't know, Kraken just straight out of the bottle. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. But I feel like coffee, dark coffee, just 
no sugar, no nothing, and like maybe some toast. Maybe even some avocado toast. Kind of millennial-esque, you know? Like they're bridging that line between like old person and millennial. They're like, I'm going to have black coffee, but avocado toast. So I think that, I think you're right. They would like that kind of mixture. Straight up clean, but tough. Yeah. Gets you through the day. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Um, the forge domain, which is not one that I'm super knowledgeable about, but it's more like where it's like artisans, where they work with metal, they work with their hands, think blacksmiths, oh. um, like make, make the arrows, um, so, like, they, these are, their deities to these are, like, the ones that lost maybe the forces to the darkness, but they over, they, they run the mines, those kind of things. And so, these, I kind of feel, would, like, be drinking the drinks that come in those metal cups. What are those? The mule? mule? Oh, the mules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would do mules. Um, and they would be the very, they'd be very dwarfing. Mm, dwarfing yeah. food. Stout. So, like, sausage biscuit. Um, heavy foods, you know what I mean? Like, very sturdy. Yeah. Very sturdy. Yeah. Because you need that when you work with fire and when you're making the, making the metal. Mm. Making that metal. Interesting. But yeah, that's, that's one I wasn't real, I had not heard of that, that domain before. Yeah, I think that's one of the new ones. They've done so Mm. many updates now that I'm like, what came out with Tasha's? Like, what? And now, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but... Um, Chris informed us that there's a whole new session of a whole new section of D and D coming out, and it's done. It's not Wizards of the Coast. It's En World, and it's called Level so it's Up. Kick- right, and I think it's a Kickstarter. It's going to be. It's free right now, so you can. I sent uh-huh. you guys all the the campaign, so I'd be interested in yeah. taking a look at that. So we can we can take a look and see. But it's the idea behind it is to compensate for uh, race, like what's happening in the world now with how we view race, and it's sort of translating that into D and D. Um, which is a really cool idea. So we'll see how that, uh, they just started this in December and they've already released like a full-fledged book. So it'll start being a Kickstarter here in the next couple of months. Um, so exciting to see what happens with that, but it's not Wizards of the Coast. So that is yeah. using the open gaming license. It's done entirely by EN World. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how that Pretty translates cool. into D&D Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the, uh, the grave... Um, which is one of domain. my favorite domains. Yes. This is like the best, most powerful one ever. Um, and for it, I think it's the Bacon Me Angry cocktail, which is made out of maple syrup, bitters, and hard cider. So it's a good Christmas drink, a uh, good holiday. But <laughs> it's bacon-infused vodka is the core of this recipe. And I feel like that's an excellent one. The, just the bacon me angry for the grave domain. So they're going to send like you to the it. grave if you make them angry. And they're going to be full of bacon while they do it. And it's kind of like a bacon and eggs kind of a breakfast. Simple, not a lot of fuss, just straight up, here we go. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good. Okay. okay. Well, next we have the knowledge domain. Um, and I think these would be the juice drinkers. The people who have the, the well-rounded meal where they have... You know, the protein, the veggies, the everything they need to start the day off so they can they can study, they can learn, they can really use their minds to, mm. to power forward. So a juice, an orange juice, maybe an apple juice. An apple juice with a splash stay of whiskey, fresh. maybe, but they gotta stay fresh. They gotta stay knowledgeable. 
Yeah. Knowledgeable, man. I like that. Knowledgeable. Fresh so that way they can see the visions of the past. Oh. Yeah. Like it. Life mm -hmm. domain. Ooh. They're going to be Bellinis, I feel, a little more sophisticated than the mimosa. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're, those of us who are a fan of Prosecco more than champagne are going to be a little bit, you know, maybe a peach Bellini, a little raspberry Bellini. It's going to be a little fancier. Um, Love a Bellini. Yeah, me too. Oh, so they're, they're going to be um, fruit for breakfast, a little more, um, maybe some like Floridian toast with kiwis and bananas and strawberries. They're a little more Ooh. festive. They relish in life. So. I like that. Okay, that makes sense. And I think kind of along the lines with that is the light domain, which is a really cool, this domain really believes in like the ideal of rebirth, renewal, truth, beauty. Um, so I think they're going to be drinking those like detox um, uh, drinks, like the kale Ooh. rebirth in the morning like they had a real hard party night they were dancing at the rave covered in glitter and so they show up to brunch still covered in glitter they light they happy but they gotta rebirth themselves so they're going to be detoxing i like that oh yeah cleaning it kale cleaning it <laughs> kale smoothie yeah kale smoothie yeah restart that day um this that's a real fun uh real fun domain if you guys haven't looked into it it's pretty cool i have Lots not of... i've not looked into that one yet spiritual law <laughs> so many to choose from now it's so hard i know uh, that that's the hardest thing is the pass mm -hmm. the pass of the class man i'm like but i want all of them yeah like who are you playing with what's the campaign like what are we going to be doing because all of that is relevant to this yes very true yeah i feel like the nature domain is going to be sort of like a bridge between life and light right like they might get yeah. a little um it might have a kale smoothie but they're probably going to put a little either champagne or maybe even vodka in it just mix yeah, it up what a if little they bit do a, a kale bellini yes kale bellinis <laughs> they're like this is delicious it's made from you know because prosecco is made out of like melons and fruits and stuff so then we're going to just stuff some kale smoothie in that that's perfect yeah it's a smoothie right because i'm a, a prosecco's made out of a melon that's a fruit or maybe they're even like the elephants and they just that fermented fruit that falls <laughs> that's it they're like this is great mm. literally yep. just elephants that's yep. just what that domain <laughs> just is elephants they're all elephants the uh lox hey, lo loxodons the elephant yes. class yeah yeah uh. oh, so cool <laughs> never got to play one of those maybe one day yeah um yeah so the next order is order domain <laughs> the next order <laughs> the next domain I just said it wrong. The next order. Oh, again, Katie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, think that was a wrong day. But so the next domain is order. So they're very disciplined, devoted to the laws. Um, so they, I don't know. I don't really know about them. I'm just thinking they might do like Bloody Mary, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're also like traditionalists, right? You know, so it's yeah. the, the breakfast, you know, or maybe they, they, they organize the table here. Everybody, they order for the table. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's right. Maybe yeah. they like, maybe they don't even go to brunch. Maybe they plan a brunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the host. They host the brunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. That might be it. Yeah. 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 So, okay. 
the peace domain well, is definitely the one that orders the bottle for the table. That's that's pretty much yes. all they do. So yeah, maybe yes. they're like really good friends with with. Oh, thanks, order so much for just hosting this. Let me get the first bottle. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then the opposite is the Tempest domain. So, like, <laughs> think about, like, Tempest domain. So, that's, like, Thor, you know, Zeus. So, it's, like, the, they govern storms, sea, and sky. So, I think they're the ones who, like, start out strong. They're, like, order the tequila-themed drinks straight out the gate. By the end, they're crying. <laughs> yes! Yeah. They're, like, really breaking it down. Um, they're the ones who, like, are maybe hogging the drinks at the table. <laughs> but also you know. simultaneously telling you how much they love you. They're just like, let me just, I'm just drinking your drink, but I love you so much. You're like the best. I love you so much. In your group. But then they, because, like, the Tempest, what one of their big things is they, they make common folks fear them. Yeah. So that's, those are the people that the, the servers are like, I don't want to go over there. Those people are crazy. And all the surrounding tables, they're like, like, I love you, Katie. Did you see the pants that that girl was wearing? Oh, my God. Right? Why would she wear that oh out? Oh, my God. Yeah. Why was she wearing that out? But, yeah. So, it's like, those are the people that everyone else is like, I don't want to mess with that. Like, if you cut them off, oh, hell, your Yelp review is going down. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite <laughs> class. I want to be that one now. That's my favorite. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I had not heard that one. That might be a new one, but maybe not. No, that <laughs> that's that's old. Because that, I've looked at that one before when I was when oh, we were doing okay. something. Or I think actually I have played a cleric. I'm a big dumb idiot. My blue dragon. Uh, my my that we did for the one the Christmas one shot or the cabin yep, one shot yep, I, that was a yep. tempest domain cleric the one that cleric. didn't heal anybody the whole time whole time seems legit seems legit yeah perfect <laughs> see there you go uh yeah that was uh, that was fun uh so trickery domain trickery domain is going to be the one that drinks all of your drink and then goes why have you oh my god you're already you've had so much already but they're secretly drinking your, when you're not looking, they're just drinking out of your glass. Oh, I like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then we have the twilight domain. And these are the ones who, uh, they transition from light to dark and they bring common joy to the day. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones who um, really get the group together. And when it's time to go, they rally them. They put them in the right cars. Um, you know, they have had their fair share of drinks whatever the table ordered they've drank it but the whole time they've been babysitting keeping the calm and making sure that everyone gets home by night oh caretakers love they love them caretakers they're like oh. the teachers of the group yeah oh we could do professions like what are the mm, that's a good idea for next time Mm-hmm. so many ideas uh last one on the list is the war domain this, I think, Ooh. goes without saying it's a Bloody Mary. I don't think there's any yeah. other choice for this one. They show Spicy up, they've had Bloody a Mary. rough week. They're drinking yep. a Bloody Mary. Yeah. The frozen, the slushy one. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I love a Bloody Mary, but frozen Bloody Mary. Gross. I'm out. I'm out. Take me out of that one. <laughs> but they show up and they're like, oh, this week has been awful. And they drink their Bloody Mary and they think about plotting for next week how they're gonna demolish everybody that did them wrong in the prior week i love it and no matter what cleric 
might drink at a brunch. At the end, if anybody fucks with them, they turn the fucking undead. Exactly. Don't cheers. Fucking, don't fucking fuck with a cleric. I don't, I don't know. But cheers, guys. Thank you for joining. Um, we will be back in two weeks for the final episode of season two. Um, so we've done it, you guys. <laughs> we've done it. Almost two seasons. Oh, my God. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then after that, we will um, have some announcements about our next season. And we'll go from there. But for everybody who has watched us live or who has listened to our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever, we appreciate you. We love you. And um, stay safe. Yes. And if you have any suggestions for the upcoming season or seasons, please yeah. send us an email, text in the chat. Whatever. We should open our Discord for people, but I don't really... We can post that that. link. stuff. yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah, get in contact with us um, and let us know what you'd like to learn about or hear about or discuss with us. If you want to be on one of our podcasts, just reach out. Till then, bye, and have fun rolling those dice. Yes. See ya. Bye.